Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shea Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately, His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. We're just glad to be here tonight. You're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and we're just glad to be here. And we feel like we got our workout in tonight, so if we're huffing and puffing a little bit, you'll know that we uh, have been climbing stairs. We hope that you all had a great Christmas and that you are enjoying the days after of just rest and recuperation. Sometimes the Christmas holiday can be more stressful than uh, than a lot of major life events, and so Christmas is sometimes a bit of a struggle for some. But well, tonight, not, nothing could be as stressful as going up those flights of stairs twice. That's right. Uh, we <laughs> we right. actually thought the elevator worked, and so we went down because we thought we left our notes down there, and. Uh, then we found out that you can't go back up, so we had to do it again. <laughs> That's right. You talk about perseverance. We got all the way down thinking we'd be able to ride the elevator back up. And when we got down there and the elevator didn't work, we looked at those 12 flights again and decided to go after it again. So we've gotten in. See how dedicated you are to the show. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, we're just glad to be here. Once again, you're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We are a call-in show, and tonight we're going to be talking a little bit about New Year's resolutions. And uh, if you'd like to call in your resolution, the phone lines are open this this evening at 210-340-9585. And we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to just hear your resolution, hear some of the things you'd like to see differently in 2015. Uh, we know the Spurs are playing tonight, so we may have a, a few less people listening, but uh, we do want to just keep continuing to do what we feel like God's laid on our hearts tonight. And that is to begin looking at New Year's resolutions, finding change once and for all. I think what we all lo- long for is sometimes change in our life, and sometimes what's so hard to find is a permanent change. And so that's a little bit about what we're going to be talking about tonight. Yeah, and this time of the year, everybody starts talking about where, you know, what kind of, what's your New Year's resolution? And um, I've not always been one to to make a whole lot of New Year's resolutions. Uh, it seems like throughout the year, I I do think about things that I want to be different or things that I want to different do different myself, and. Uh, this seems to be just a time when people dedicate to New Year's resolutions. Well, and don't you think people want change, but sometimes change is hard to find. We set out with good intentions, but then sometimes our resolutions don't come to fruition. Sure, and sometimes, I mean, sometimes you just know you want something to be different. Sometimes it's not really as easy as just pinpointing, I mean, a really common New Year's resolution is obviously people want to lose weight or they want to eat differently. That seems to be a real common common goal. 
And from what I've read and what I've heard, that seems to also be one of the ones that is hard to keep. But, you know, sometimes there's New Year's resolutions that you want, but you don't know exactly how to word it. Um, You know, you just know you want something to be different. You want something to change. Absolutely. And I think what's interesting, (coughs) excuse me, still a little cedar in the air. Um, I think what's interesting is is a is a New Year's resolution, uh, as we talked about earlier, sometimes is made for the right reasons and sometimes made for the wrong reasons. And I think we have to look at the resolutions we make and see why we're making them. The other thing is, is I think it's interesting when you put a purpose or a change uh, forward and you give it to the Lord, then there's something different there. Um, it's just one of those things where I think if we purpose to change something, that's different than than uh, taking it to the Lord and saying, okay, is this something you want to see changed in my life, and how do you give me the ability to do that? Well, let's uh, let's start with a with a verse that I found that I was looking for uh, regarding what I believe are two <coughs> are kind of looking at New Year's resolutions. And the first one I came to was Jeremiah 2.13. It says, My people have committed two crimes. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and they have dug their own wells, broken wells that can't hold water. And some of you may be wondering, what does that have to do with New Year's resolutions? Well, I think when we purpose our lives to change for in search of the living water, then we will find that our changes will take hold. But yet when we have gone about doing things in our life on our own or with our own will, then we dig our own wells and we find water in other places. It's not living water, but we find water in other places. And so let's say for a minute that you have purposed in 2015 to make some changes and you say well i really would like to stop eating as much well what is the purpose there are you wanting to lose weight are you wanting to get healthier or is this something that you believe that you've substituted what christ has for you for eating and can you explain that a little bit more to me well it's very much this verse you know they have forsaken me the spring of living water, and they've dug their own wells, wells that can't hold water. (coughs) So what that means to me is, is when we forsake Jesus and when we don't seek him to fulfill those things in our life that we use other things for, let's say I eat to comfort myself or that I drink to comfort myself, or I smoke to comfort myself, or I work uh, overtime to comfort because it makes me feel like I'm worth something, or it gives me my own personal satisfaction of comfort, that I get comforted by what I do, then I'm really not seeking the living water in that moment. In that moment, I'm looking towards something that that doesn't really fill. It's kind of like, you know, looking to have a drink to comfort or having a drink to give you that liquid courage. Some people call it liquid courage. It's that thing that says, well, I don't really feel comfortable 
around people. So I'm going to drink enough so that I don't have to worry about being scared. Rather than looking to the living water and saying, okay, Jesus, I want to do this because you want me to do it. Not to try and use something to fulfill my heart or to prepare me. Um, you know, you said it yourself, one of the biggest uh, New Year's resolutions is sometimes losing weight. Well, have we ever looked at why we lose, why we eat? You know, do we eat because we want comfort? Do we eat when we get stressed? Do we eat when we're depressed? Do we, do we eat when we're lonely? You know, those things that Jesus says, I am the living water. If you will drink from me, you will never thirst again. But overeating is thirst. Overeating is trying to quench a thirst that was meant for Jesus with something that was never meant for him. Sure. And it's the same way with anything else. You can substitute alcohol. You can substitute tobacco. You can substitute drugs. You can substitute even more healthy things like over-exercising or shopping or, you know, spending too much time watching television. You know, all those things go to something that was meant to be fulfilled by Christ, but yet we put them in a place of... I will use this broken well and hope I get some water out of it rather than turning to the living water. And I think that is what can get discouraging about New Year's resolutions is because people make a resolution and they're hoping that it'll stick and they're wanting it to stick. And yet, like like you said earlier, they may make them for the wrong reasons. Maybe they make a decision to lose weight because of their boyfriend or because their husband isn't happy with the way they look or their their wife isn't happy. But the well has been dug for all the wrong reasons. Right. Well, and I would just want to remind everybody we're we are healing hidden wounds and we're sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. And can you give them the number again? Sure. We'd love to hear your New Year's resolutions, we're not here to say they're wrong or they're right or any of those things. I think it's just great to just kind of, you know, share, share where we're going in the next year. And if you'd like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Sure. And it's, it isn't about telling you what's right or wrong. It, I mean, a, a resolution is a wonderful thing. I want to do this with my, with my life, with 2015. Okay. That's wonderful. Actually, what we're talking about is trying to help you find fruit in that. You know, of being able to say, yes, I really do want to change this about me or about my life and figuring out how to find freedom there and actually have it happen. So if you'd like to call in, the local number is 210-340-9585. And again, you're listening to Shadow of His Wings Ministry, sponsored radio, Healing Hidden Wounds. Well, and I, I just wanted to kind of point out that, you know, it's, you know, it's, we go through the holidays and then we look forward to the new year. It's a new fresh year. It's a, it's a new start. It's a new lease on life, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, but then I think, you know, a month or so down the road, you know, there starts to be a little bit of a slump, you know, because, because people get discouraged. Their New Year's resolutions start kind of falling by the wayside or, you know, life starts back up again. You know, the, the freshness starts, you know, getting bumped up against with the, the things of life. You know, sometimes those are the things that we, we base our resolutions on. 
You know, we want something to be different. We don't want the same old run-of-the-mill, whatever's going on in our life to keep happening. We want something different, you know, and so we make these resolutions, sometimes based on that. I'm not saying always. I'm just saying that some resolutions may be based on something we're unhappy with in our own life. And I think it's important just to look at those things because if you don't get to the root of what that is that you're really wanting to resolve, then, you know, then you'll keep making this resolution. And it's really important to look at what is the basis of you making the resolution. Absolutely. And and what do you think might be some some wrong motives for making a resolution. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I think a wrong motive would be, um, I think, first and foremost, basing your resolution on somebody else. You know, so doing it I for want someone to, else. Yeah, if somebody is unhappy. I mean, I've heard so many times about, uh, because I work with women, and so I've heard of, of women that go and they change things about themselves. You know, they have surgery or they, you know, or they want to lose weight and they look down on themselves because their husband or their spouse or their significant other doesn't, you know, doesn't like the way they look. And so they don't feel like they're loved. They don't feel like they look good, you know. They don't really, they don't really see themselves in the light of truth, I think. You know, we can't base what we see on what somebody else sees. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because a resolution, when you're trying to just fulfill someone else's dream, you lose steam very quickly with that because it's really not yours. You're not doing it for yourself, and you haven't really found your own worth. You're trying to live through the worth of what someone else is trying to tell you. Sure. They've defined what would make you better, and that's not a great resolution. Sure, and then, you know, down the road, you know, you turn around and you look and you don't really know who you are or what you really, you know, what you, what God really put you here for. Absolutely. You know, and what he wants for your life. Absolutely, and don't you think sometimes we can make, uh, have wrong motives for resolutions when we make them almost like you said earlier tonight as a vow? Like maybe someone out there has been hurt by somebody or by friends or maybe they've lost some friends this year due to struggles or lost relationships even. Sure. And so they're making a resolution this year out of a vow that says, I will not allow myself to get close to anybody or I will not be hurt by anyone. Again, which is is a little prettier, but if you look deep into that vow, what you find is, is I will not be hurt again by someone, and therefore I also can't get close to people, because anytime you get close to people, you're going to get hurt. Sure. Well, and I actually, um, that just kind of brought to my mind something I had read uh, on a Facebook posting probably in the early part of this year, and it had to do, I can't remember the exact wording, but it had to do with... Um, not hanging around or getting rid of the negative people in your life, getting rid of the people that have baggage and the people that have problems and all of those things. And my one little comment, you know, and I, I did this, you know, kind of in private messaging was just, you know, just kind of to think about, you know, that who did Jesus hang with? You know, with the folks with baggage. Yeah, folks with baggage and problems, 
you know, and, you know, I mean, I understand, I understand the mindset of, you know, of you hang around negative people and then you start thinking negatively, but I really don't think that's, that's where Jesus walked. And so, you know, I just want to offer, I know that there, there are some, you know, some folks out there that preach, you know, hey, we need to be hanging around positive people and think positive things, you know, and I'm all for thinking positive and, and praying positively, but I'm also, you know, saying, hey, we need to look, you know, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, you're joining Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We're coming up on a break here. We are talking about finding change once and for all. We've we've kind of tongue-in-cheek been joking about resolutions and talking about resolutions, but we're really talking about real change. So when we come back, we'll continue talking. Please join us, and we will take your calls as well. We'd love to hear from you. Let him reign in my life and my heart If love has done its part Now let him reign in my life and my heart If love has done its part Now let him reign in my life and my heart If love has done its part Now let him reign in my life and my heart If love has done its part Welcome back. We're glad you're joining us. This is Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We would be glad to have you check out our website. We offer a variety of services. We are a counseling ministry and healing ministry. You're welcome to check us out at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We'd love to have you check in. And as Shay was talking earlier, she said that she... Uh, saw something on Facebook, and I just want to remind everybody, we are on Facebook. Shadow of His Wings Ministry is on Facebook. You can visit our page. We'd be glad to have you find out more about us. Tonight we're talking about finding change once and for all. And this process, you know, we're talking a lot about resolutions because a lot of times people make resolutions towards this time of year because we look back on 2014 and we begin to say, hmm, Maybe there's some things that I'd like to see different about my life. Maybe there's some things that I would like to change. And I just want to encourage, we've talked a little bit about perhaps wrong motives for finding resolutions, but I also want to talk about a little bit about real change and finding, <coughs> and finding real change. Um, uh, we read the verse in Jeremiah 2.13 about finding the spring of living water, which is Jesus Christ. 
And yet uh, he was talking to them because they had dug their own wells. They were broken wells that can't hold water. And, you know, I think what can be so discouraging, I mean, I think most of you, if you've heard us before, you know we came out of our own brokenness. And, you know, I've had a little bit of dealing with, you know, things that I just could not shake loose in my life. One of them was pornography. I was uh, hooked on pornography for many years as a, from a 13-year-old till about 33 years old, so about 20 years. And, you know, I remember a lot of times wanting to make that resolution or that desire to say, okay, this year I'm not going to look at porn or I'm not going to do those things. And, you know, I think the most important thing that I learned was without Christ, without leaning on him and without allowing myself to know him and drink from his living water, change just really isn't possible. Sure, we can have something called willpower, but willpower doesn't work very long. It only lasts about as long as you're powerful enough to keep walking that path. And so there may be some folks out there who've tried to shake some things. There may be things that have tried to, there may be things that people have tried to let go of and they just haven't found it yet. Well, I really want you to hear this verse that Jesus says, or actually it's in Jeremiah, it says, they have forsaken me, the spring of living water. I really want, Lord, I just pray that people listening would understand who the spring of, li- of living water really is, that that's you. And that uh, in this passage, you're talking about digging wells. Father, you're talking about digging wells broken wells that can't hold water. And so maybe someone's struggling, Father, out there just to change something in their life. Maybe it's, who knows what it is, but maybe you've dug your own wells. Maybe you've been working out of a broken well, and maybe you haven't found freedom yet because you haven't completely found the living water. So I just pray, Jesus, that you'd help us to find you the living water this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, sometimes uh, we need to look at what some of the wells are that are in our lives, some of those broken wells. Uh, sometimes broken wells can consist of pornography. Sometimes they can be food. And we've talked a little bit about those. But why do you, I, I guess I just want to throw out, and maybe listeners are, 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 are wondering themselves, why we choose these broken things over the living water? Well, don't you think it may be? Be because we feel like we have more control over it? Sure. I can control eating, or eating is right there in front of me, right? Or work, overworking. Like if you, hey, as long as I'm at work, I I know who I am. I'm the boss. I'm this. I'm that. And there's not really any questions. I have control over this. And we've always had control over that. I mean, those are great substitutes. I mean, and I mean great jokingly as almost sarcastically because food and work and smoking and pornography and all those things that we rely on, whether it's even exercise or too much television or spending money, all those things have been immediate fixes that last for about 15 minutes. And then all the fulfillment that they provide ends up going away. And that's why it's so important to have a relationship that runs deep into the living water of Jesus Christ. And I think it's important to maybe look at in our own lives why we have a hard time seeking Christ first over the easy things. And I think sometimes that's just because of the relationship. 
we prefer sometimes the quick and easy to the the ones that take a little more work and are more fulfilling. Well, and maybe sometimes it's that we've we've never really experienced um I think it's a trust thing. I think I think to really put faith in God, it takes a lot of trust. To trust that he's got my back. He's he's got all good things for me. I don't have to control it myself. So sometimes I guess it's easier to trust our own control over what we can do than something that we're not sure will happen. I think sometimes people believe that, yes. Well, hey, if you have a, um, I appreciate those words, and if you have a comment or you have a resolution, and I don't know if I want to call them resolutions anymore, if you have a change in your life that you'd like to see happen in 2015, and you'd even just like prayer for that change, uh, we'd be glad to be here for you. And uh, you're welcome to call in. The local number is 210-340-9585. You can also send us an email if you'd like to do it more personally. Our email is info at shadowhiswingsministry.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, let's, uh, let's dive in a little bit to another verse here. This is John 4.10. Can I, can I just, I don't know if, if you had really addressed this. I just kind of want to look at this uh, again in Jeremiah, the, the verse you were reading. Okay, it says, my people have committed two crimes. You know, and it's not just the digging their own wells, you know, to hold water. It's also the forsaking him. You know, it's a, it's a two-part thing, you know. Um, it's kind of like, like serve where it says in the Bible, you can't serve two masters, you know? And so, so you're not only, you know, going and say, for instance, going and drinking to, you know, to help your loneliness and all of those things. You're also, it's, uh, it's turning away from God and it's forsaking him because he is, he is the wellspring of life. He is the living water. Absolutely. And and forsaking, I mean, do, do we really, we don't really want to forsake Jesus, right? No, no, I'm not saying that, but I, I do think it's interesting that it's, that it says that in the verse. And that's why I was just kind of wanting to point that out because, you know, we're not forsaking Jesus. I mean, because I know in my own life, you know, there's times when, you know, I reach out to certain things, you know, you know, sometimes people like to sleep, you know, when they when they get depressed, you know, or they, you know, or when they get stressed or, you know, however. they're. And I'm not saying that everything that people do to respond to stress and loneliness and all of these things are sinful in themselves. It's when it's it's, more of a constant thing. Yes, it's when you do it in place of, you know, but I think it really is is that God wants us to reach out to him. And I think, well, you know, what would we say, do you think, to a person who's sitting there going, you know, I probably should spend more time with the Lord, but I prefer watching television or I, I smoke or I drink instead. But I don't really mean to forsake the Lord, but these things bring me comfort. What do we, what would we say to them? 
And I'm, I'm sorry, can you just repeat that? Well, I guess what I, I'm trying to say is, is that, you know, I am talking to that person out there who, who may be saying to themselves right now, you know, I, I do struggle and I want to know the Lord and I don't mean to forsake him, but I do turn to things like drinking or television or too much eating or whatever it is that I turn to in the place of the living water. And I do forsake him. I turn my back from him and I turn to these things that temporarily satisfy. Well, I think that's a step in itself. Absolutely. I mean, I think that is the step. You know, it's, it's, I have this friend, it's like, you know, she talks about your want to, you know, do you want to want to, you know, and, um, it's, do you want to know me? Do you want, do you even want to spend time with me? It's like, Lord, you know what? I know that I'm not making the right choice because I should be spending time with you, but instead I'm, you know, doing whatever blank, you know, and, uh, and I do it too much. I do it more than I should, and you should be fill, fulfilling my my need in this area of my life, you know. And then maybe looking at why it is that you're having a hard time with that. Do you do you know? Do you truly truly trust God? You know, do you really truly trust that He's going to that He's going to fulfill whatever your need is? Do you trust that He He does have a plan for your life? Absolutely, and maybe even. You know, what I think might be helpful, at least it was helpful for me, is is put in whatever you struggle with, substitute it in the blank. You know, yes. Lord, I really do want to forsake eating over you. But do I trust you as much as I trust eating? You know, or I really do want to drink less than I want you. But do I really trust you over the bottle? Or over the work, or over the money, or over the booze, or over the alcohol, or over the cigarettes, or over the whatever. Well, and that's where, isn't that just kind of where the spirit and the flesh battle? Sure. Is, because it's because it's not your spirit that's getting fed, it's your flesh. Absolutely. And you know what, I have never found, I've never found a place, just like you just said, I think that's beautiful the way you said it, is... I've never found a place where we haven't had to work during that process to say no to the flesh. And that's a hard process to say no, to say, no, I don't want that. No, I won't let you drink anymore or I won't. And I, and I, you have to have a lot of things in place, but you know, to help you along the way, but all those places where you have to say, no, do I trust you enough, Jesus, to help me through this? You know, I, <laughs> Christmas time especially is difficult because there's lots of cakes and pies and candies and all kinds of things around the house. And being able to say, I want to say no to this particular thing. I want to say no to it. I want to say no to to what's calling me. And to be able to say, um, <clears throat> I want to do something different. I think we have a caller, um, and we'll see wh- who that is. But we, uh, we just, they're talking a little bit about making permanent change, having things that, that create permanent change and allowing that to happen in our lives. Okay, hold on. Okay, we have a caller. 
Go ahead. You're on the air with Lee and Shay with Healing Hidden Wounds. How can we help? Oh, I really didn't know. Okay. Um, I just wanted to hear, I mean, I was listening to you guys, and I was listening to all the things you were saying, and I did want to make a resolution for the new year, but I didn't know how to go about it. Well, um, well, just go ahead and speak it, ma'am. That would be great. We'd love to join with you. Well, it's uh, uh, it's kind of difficult, but uh, I've been married for about three years, and uh, but my husband never seems to be home. He always goes to the bar, and uh, I guess I'm having a hard time trying to, and I am a born-again Christian. I'm not just... Uh, um, and he wasn't like that before I married him, and then all of a sudden we got married, and now uh, he seems never to really be home, and then I really want to fix that next year, and I don't know how to do it. Well, that's a that's a wonderful prayer request, and we will join with you in that prayer. Um, the, the, the problem is, is sometimes it's difficult to make a resolution for our loved one, uh, because we won't know really how to make him change, will we? Right, exactly. But what we can pray for with you and hope for is that God will give you the purpose in your life and the strength in your heart to love him even though he's not behaving the way you you were hoping for. What does that feel mm. like? Mm. Disappointing? Okay. <laughs> well, it's not that it's disappointing. I mean, I am doing... I feel like I am doing God's work because I know that, I mean, I've been healed from that wound a couple of, a year ago, you know, and, but I'm still having difficulty trying to figure out what should I do? Should I stay? Should I leave? Should I, you know, and it's been difficult and yes, I do want to talk to him and I do want to explain, hey, it's this way or the other way. I, I can't take this. Sure. Well, it is very difficult. You know, what do you do with a spouse who isn't behaving or isn't doing what you had hoped for? And I get that. That's a terrible place to be in. But it's very difficult to try to make someone change. And certainly we can say to them, you know, um, if you don't do this, then we'll leave. Um, but then we don't know quite what what that's going to do because then we have to be prepared to kind of follow up with that. Right. I'm not, I don't want it to be controlling because I got, I know that Jesus Christ is not controlling. Absolutely. Uh, And ma'am, ma'am, does, does, um, does he, does he at all seem that he would like also to change? (sighs) No. I don't think so. Okay. So he doesn't recognize. He doesn't see a problem. And and he says, no, he doesn't. I mean, and he says he's a Christian, but I feel like, how can you call yourself a Christian? If, uh, I'm not saying that God condemns a person that goes to a bar or something like this, because I have no idea. I don't read people's hearts. But it's difficult when every night I come home and he's not home. Sure. And just so I can understand the background, what would happen if I were you and you were him, since you know him better than I do, what would happen if I went, if I'm you and I go to him and I say, you know, honey, I just miss you. 
and I'd like to spend more time with you, and those, and those times you spend at the bar, I just feel kind of lonely. What would he say? He probably won't say anything. And if I said, why won't you say anything? It's like, I just want you to know that I miss you, and I love you, and I'm sorry that we don't spend as much time together as we used to. Uh, I know I've tried it once, and he started screaming and yelling, and he said it's none of my business. Well, and that, you know, ma'am, that, and I, that is a, a terrible place. You're absolutely right. And it is definitely a prayer. It's definitely a prayer. Um, because all we can do when someone just won't change or doesn't even see that they have something to change is to pray for them. Um, but it doesn't change your heart that you hurt and that your heart aches because you want something better. Right. Um, and I, exactly. and I definitely will be, pr- and I'm going to pray with you before we hang up, but I, I just want you to know I'm, I'm going to pray more because I believe God's hearing your prayers for your husband. I think he doesn't want your husband to spend as much time away from you. I think he calls you, her, he calls your husband to be in relationship with you. And so I definitely know that that's in the line of, of God's will. So he's already heard your prayers, in my opinion, but I'm going to be praying for your heart that you will have peace in the midst of this storm that you're in, that he will show you his love in the midst of the place where your husband's not loving you well right now. Because I hear your resolution, and I definitely agree with it for your husband. But we can't really make him change, but we can certainly right. be praying that God would give you the lo- his love and help remind you that he is your husband when your husband isn't being your husband. Right. And I understand. And I understand the point that Jesus Christ is not uh, in, in, in the business. He's not a fortune teller. Right. He's not. He's not. He's one that's going to take care of our problems, and I understand that. But in the meantime, like you said, I guess. I think it's more how, for how long, right? Right. It's more for hope than I'm going to be praying for you because I, I, I feel your hope is waning. Your hope. Your hope is. You're losing hope. Yes. After three years. Yes. Yes. Well, let me pray for you, if that's okay. okay. Well, Father, I pray for this sweet wife because I hear her wife's heart. Her heart for him is, please come home. And we do pray for that. I pray that even now you speak to his heart and that he would listen and that he would hear you saying to please come home. And whatever it is that he seeks in that bar that is fulfilling more to him than other things that he could have at home, I pray that you'd help show him what he's missing. And your best for him. But I also pray for this sweet wife and her heart. And I just pray that you'd give her hope because you have not brought her to the desert to die. You have not brought her to this place to, to be lost. You have brought her to this place to seek you and to know you and to understand that your love is faithful even when he's not. And I don't mean he's unfaithful, but he hasn't been faithful to his role as a husband and to be there for her. 
And so I just pray, Jesus, that you would help heal her these wounds that have formed because of her loneliness. And I just pray, Jesus, that you'd help her to see you when she can't see him. And to just, I know it's hard sometimes to put actual touch to this because, yes, we can be told, Lord, that you are our fulfillment. But sometimes that doesn't help sometimes with a lonely night. And I just pray that you'd help it to help. That you'd help meet her in her place of loneliness and hopelessness. And we praise you, Jesus, in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. And you all have a very happy New Year. You too. And we'll be praying that he comes home. (laughs) Thank you. All right. God bless (laughs) you. Or he will listen. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. God bless you. Thank you. Be blessed. You You too. too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, that is one of the hardest calls is when, you know, you just long for someone to find those things that they need. And they want, and they that that are God's best. It really is God's best that her husband hear his words and to come home and sure. to be there for her and to forsake whatever happens to be going on at the bar. But that's the crazy road this life brings us on. Sometimes is what do you do when someone that you're close to doesn't change or doesn't see your need or doesn't seem to want to see your need? Right. And so I just. I just have a heart for those people who are struggling right now with that and trying to find some place of hope in a place of hopelessness. And so I thank you, Jesus, that you're our hope. Well, we are coming down to the end, and I did want to share one last verse because this is kind of the the icing on the cake. It says, this is John 7:38, and this is Jesus himself saying, All who believe in me should drink. As the scripture said concerning me, rivers of living water will flow out from within him. You know, when we turn to Jesus in all of our brokenness and all of our pain, and even those resolutions you might be looking at for 2015, when you look at Christ and you realize that he is the living water, and he will give you the drink that you're looking for, then my prayer for you is that you find him and that you find hope before 2015 begins. And Jesus, I thank you for 2014, and I pray for all of us as we begin to enter 2015. May we all drink from your living water. You, Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Shadow of His Wings Ministry, Healing Hidden Wounds. Uh, we are a listener-supported radio show. Uh, you can visit our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please email us at info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. God bless you, and we'll see you in 2015. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener-supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do. 